The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know it works in giving you a boner. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting at the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Besides from me reading this, it's made in the U.S. of A. America. And... Since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, it's cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. You can visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code ARMCHAIR. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew, B-L-U-E, Chew.com, promo code ARMCHAIR, A-R-M-C-H-A-I-R, to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we'd like to thank them for sponsoring this train wreck of a podcast. All right, everybody, welcome to a special Victory Monday edition of the Saints Happy Hour podcast live from a park in Paraland. Andrew, we're making this one free because, oh my God, it happened. The Saints went into Seattle and won a football game, and we'll get into the stats and all the, the stuff on the big show tonight later because the stats, Saints got out game by like 200 yards, but whatever. I don't give a damn. They won. As you would like to say, this game had shenanigans from start to finish. What is your biggest takeaway from it besides the fact that I think it's the most amazing regular season, regular season Saints victory in the history of the franchise if you don't count the Gleason game. Yeah, um, I hear I hear a lot of kids screaming in the background. Uh, they, must, they, they must all be really excited about the Saints winning. <laughs> well, my kid is. He's wearing a Camaro jersey right now. Nice. Yeah, man, it was good. You know, I think um, it was a complete team win is the way you described those, where you get a touchdown from offense, defense, and special teams, and you know, sometimes I talk – over the years when we've been doing this podcast together, the Saints have been good enough that a lot of times I'll tell you, Ralph, like I just don't see the Saints losing this game unless shenanigans, you know, unless the crazy stuff happens. And I kind of felt like it was that she was on the other foot for this game. Like it was going to be tough for the Saints to win this one without shenanigans. But, boy, did it happen. And, uh, you know, the big relief, the funny thing is, like on the podcast, we kept talking about how, like, when the officials, like at what point – would the officials screw the Saints? <laughs> it kind of felt like every call in the game kind of went with them. It was almost like the NFL called the refs, and they were like, hey, good job, like, coughing the Saints the last few weeks, last few games, but we really need you to kind of lean Saints this time because, like, their fans are getting a little too I mean, the Saints got all kinds of calls. The, f- the fumble call, if, if, that, if they call it down, they probably keep it down. But since yeah. they called it a fumble, it's a fumble, right? And it's a touchdown. The, the, the Seattle, Al Woods finally did something great for the Saints. He lined up wrong on a field goal that Lutz misses. Saints get a first down, <laughs> catch it into a touchdown. Thank you, Al Woods. 
Thank you, Alex. Uh, appreciate that. <laughs> but yeah. no, I mean, there, there was some lucky stuff, but, you know, I, I just think when you look at the team top to bottom, like the offense, obviously, Bridgewater, he did what he had to do to win the game. But, my God, Alvin Kamara was amazing. I mean, he was – I mean, this – this may may not have been his best game statistically, but I would venture to say this was his best game as a Saint in terms of impact on the game. Um, defensively, I mean, Eli Apple and Von Bell combined to just make a huge play, which yeah. I think, yeah, at that point, Seattle's starting to get momentum. They've tied it at seven. They have the ball back. They're moving. And you just feel yeah. like Seattle's starting to ascend and boom, defensive touchdown. And so at that point, I think – there's a lot of frustration from the fans, from their team, because they're like, oh, my God, we're down 13-7, to and Teddy Bridgewater, we haven't made him do anything yet. He hasn't yeah. done anything, and he's up 13-7. to And so that was a huge play. And then, obviously, Deontay Harris with the punt return, um, all three phases. Thomas Moore said, my God, like, what, what, can, what more can you say about that guy? Um, but I just thought all three phases had huge plays that contributed to this win. Well, and here's the thing, you know, with this game is the Saints, like you said, they just sort of, they just sort of hung in and made enough plays. But and we talked about it all during the week. You know, we said well, they need, they need, they need special teams. They need this. But whenever they have a chance to cash it in, they need to cash it in. And they did it. You know, Sean Payton up twenty to seven. He went for it on fourth down. Teddy Bridgewater threw the threw the play to Thomas. And you could say, look, ah, Teddy Bridgewater. A lot of people on Twitter were like, it's not that impressive. He's just making really simple, easy throws. I'm like, dude, he's 16 or 21 for two touchdowns. I'm watching the Steelers tag up a game when I'm checking in on it. You know, other teams with backup quarterbacks has been a disaster. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater to me, he gave you everything you could want today. Like, I, I mean, now you could. And I'm not talking about you want to argue about him for the future. That's a different topic. But as far as going into Seattle, being good, not turning the ball over, not making mistakes, making the throws that were there. He was. I thought he was an A plus for him. You know. Yeah. And I mean, he, he he probably should have had a couple interceptions. So I mean, I know yeah. a couple throws he'll want to have back. Yeah. But overall, this this just felt like a game manager win. And it's like if you remember Ben Roethlisberger early in his career. Yeah. Or or Russell Wilson early in his career. You know when they were throwing for 189 yards and winning a game, leading on their run game and their defense. Yeah. That's kind of what we got. And that's all. Bridgewater really needed to do today. He just needed to be a game manager, not turn the ball over, be consistent. And, you know, it's one of those things where I don't think he had a great game by any means, but he he did what needed to be done to win, and he was a game manager. And, listen, when you're on the road in a driving rainstorm in Seattle, like, like, uh, what more do you want out of the guy? He's not going to throw throw for 450 on the road in Seattle in a driving rainstorm. Yeah, I literally said on Twitter, Teddy Bridgewater game managing the fuck out of this game, and it's beautiful. Like, yeah. and and it was. And here's the thing, you know, and, and I said on Twitter, and I'll say it in my comment, I write, come on, the Saints, the Giants, the Saints are solid and went to Tampa and won 32-31. Well, so I, I, would Saints, say, I would say Tampa's kicker did the Saints are solid. Whatever. Not my problem, man. It's not my fault, Tampa. Can't find a kicker, Andrew. But the Saints—they're in first place, so it means even if you lose to Dallas, they're still going to be at worst tied for first. So that means you get to week—they're going to get to week five in first place, right? So every week the Saints are in first place or tied for first place. It's like a countdown until Drew gets back, right? So Absolutely. they get two—they get two more weeks. So 
you know, it's it just works out perfectly for them. And look, I think I look at this offense, and I know, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, he had a couple of those that will probably should have been picked. And he, he, he missed the wide open Josh Hill on the third and long. It probably wouldn't have got a first down, but he should have made a better throw, and it was really bad. But to me, at home, they're going to be better. Like, they're not going to play in an environment as difficult as Seattle the rest of the year, you can argue. Especially, right? especially with the rain. I mean, especially in the first half, I think throwing the football was really There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Really difficult, um, and, and I think that that was the difference. The Saints were the ones that kind of got the fluke plays with, with the yeah. punt return and the defensive touchdown. Yeah. Those ended up being the difference in the game. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I mean, I, I did think Russell Wilson was magnificent. Incre- he, he was pretty incredible in this game. Yeah. He was magnificent. He was 13 or 14, and the Saints were winning 20 to 7. Like, he had some bad breaks. Yeah. And I don't have the stats in front of me because, like I said, I'm at, the, I'm at the park with my kid. But Russell Wilson set a record for him. This is the first time in a game he, he had thrown 50 times. And if you told me and Andrew yesterday or Friday when we did the podcast, I said, if I said, Russell Wilson's thrown 50 times, I would have said, oh, my God. Something weird has fucking happened in this football game, and I think the Saints are going to win. Like, for him to throw 50 times, Seattle doesn't want to do that. They just don't. Even though Russell Wilson is great and he probably can do it, they just don't want to. So, I mean. Well, the fact that Pete Carroll got jacked in the face before the game and (laughs) bleeding from his nose for four quarters while getting rained on and looking like a wet dog, um, I would say that that was an omen that this was going to be a great day. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I can't ask for a much better birthday present, that's for sure. No, happy birthday, Andrew. Uh, and here's the thing, you know, they the, – the, 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 we'll get into the details of it, but I just don't – like, I just want to bask in it. I don't want to be – like, I just literally don't want to be negative. I don't want to talk about the secondary getting roasted and giving up big plays or whatever. But, I mean, I thought I thought this was a case of the defense played – pretty well and it was the same thing against the Texans where it just Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson are top eight quarterbacks and they're going to just do shit to the Saints because the Saints defense isn't that good and it's going str- to it's going to so the Saints defense is going to struggle to be top 16 of the year right so uh, it's just going to be an uphill battle um, but 
finally, Andrew, Kamara, this is going to be the game that he says to Lumi, he's just going to put this tape on if they pay me my money. Like, it was <laughs> – seriously, like, this is the kind of game where you're just like, they can't, they can't, Mr. Kamara. If, if he, he wants $20 million a year, fine. Like, he was just – I saw people arguing on Twitter, and not Saints fans. I saw NFL analysts arguing, is Kamara the best player in the NFL ahead of even Mahomes? Like, that's how good he was today. I think he's got the respect league-wide that people just realize this guy's a different breed. And, again, for me, it just it's mind-blowing how relatively small he is. Now, I know he's really strong, and I, I know he, he's got – you know, he, he, he's, he's more built and stronger than he looks. But the fact that there's 250-pound linebackers and defensive tackles, that he's just shedding those tackles. I know, it's ridiculous. I mean, there, was, there was like a six-yard run that was, you know, I mean, nothing special and just a six-yard gain. But he broke like seven tackles at one point to get yeah, it. And it's just, he's so hard to bring down. And it's just like even in these small spaces where he's got a yard between him five defenders in the sideline, he finds a way to just kind of slither through. And it just, he, he just has this balance that makes him so hard to bring down. It remind, The only guy, like, I, I remember just being like, how you tackle this guy is how I felt about Barry Sanders. Yeah. And they're different kind of players. They're different statures. Um, but that's the only guy I can really compare that skill to because he just – has this thing where it, he's not going to overpower you. He's not going to run you over. Yeah. But he just, he's just so hard to bring down. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the, the screen pass where he catches it and it's like second and 17 and he gets the first down. It's just it's just remarkable. Um, and, look, big picture-wise for the Saints, I mean, again, it's a close one, but their defense is dumpster fire. Right, Carolina won today, but Arizona's no great shakes. I mean, I I don't I don't fear Carolina at all. Well, an, an interesting thing about Carolina is, is can't do they even let Cam Newton take back over after what Kyle Allen did today? I would yeah I would prefer Kyle Allen as my quarterback if I'm being honest. Yeah, at least for now. Yeah, I mean we'll see. I I just think with all Cam Newton has done, like they can't make that decision until the off season. I I you know I don't know yeah. what. Um, it's been it's been a great day, and I mean, Andrew, this is the kind of win really that will keep you being a Saints fan forever. Because we woke up today and we're like, we don't know what we're going to get. How is this going to go? It's a driving rainstorm. It's a house of horrors. And the Saints came out, laid it on the line, and it was just a magnificent plan by Peyton. And I thought once Teddy got, once, the thing that gives me hope, even though Teddy was just a you know quote unquote game manager whatever today. There was a stretch when he was 9 of 10, and the Saints really looked like a really nice offense. Are they pretty good? No. But they, they can be fine, and they'll play against Dallas. And I know Dallas is 3-0, and and they've looked great. But I'm telling you, with the Dome crowd and maybe some more shenanigans happy, the Saints could get this another week where they get another knot in the column while they wait for Drew Brees to come back. Um, I'm totally reinvigorated for the 2019 season. If you just readjust your goals and you accept that, hey, we can't look at the Super Bowl and home field. It's just about winning the South and staying ahead and staying on top of the trash pile that is the NFC South. And so far, so good. Hey, listen, we just need to stay in contact. This is what you said when we had a podcast when we were talking about Breeze being injured. Hey, just stay in contact with the teams in the NFC South. And you're like, I don't really even care if the Saints go 
I, I won't even put a record down. But to me, it doesn't matter if they need to go four and four. It, they just need to be within a game of Atlanta when Drew gets back. That, that, that was the point that you made. Yep. And and another excellent point again today, which is now being two and one and everyone else is one and two, we've bought ourselves two weeks before we can be knocked out of first place, theoretically. And, and, and really three weeks before we could be two games behind anyone. So, you know, the further we can extend that shelf life, yep. the closer we get to getting Drew Brees back. So today, if you're a Saints fan and you're you're upset about the injury, like we got through a week of it, much better off than we were a week ago and we're getting closer to getting drew back and we've got a margin for error so huge win and when you couple this with atlanta and tampa losing today if you're a saints fan i mean this is a monumental i mean basically i don't want to get ahead of myself but i'm telling you andrew if they get through this six week stretch with four and four at the break, I'll be stunned if they're, at worst, tied for first. Like I just think the NFC South is a dumpster fire, and I think, I think, I think four and four, it's going to be fine. And uh, yeah. well, Tampa, you know, Tampa's got a disaster kicking game, and their defense is shaky. And you know, you, you know, a, a disaster kicking game can rear its ugly head at any time. Um, Atlanta defensively just lost Keanu Neal for the season. And they they look like a mess on that side of the ball. Um, Carolina, you know Cam Newton's out, so who, who knows what what Carolina's going to yeah. give you the rest of the season? Um, but they look like the weakest team in the division. So, yeah, the Saints don't have to be perfect. That's the beauty of this. They can kind of just be good enough, and they'll probably win this division. All right, I would since this is free, I want to make the pitch to everybody. If you sign up at this ten dollar level. You get the podcast every day, and you get Andrew's grades, which he'll have up, and he does them in two separate posts. Andrew, I am making a request slash demand. I demand Thomas Morstead be the player of the game. He <laughs> was ridiculous. Phenomenal. It was phenomenal. phenomenal. And I just demand it. I cannot wait to read the grades. Everybody, you can sign up at $10 so you can get Andrew's offense and defense grade and our special Wednesday podcast where we go over the grades and me and Andrew argue about them. It's been amazing. But everybody, just bash in this glow like I am at the park with my kid running around with his Camaro jersey, and I'm just fantasizing about Saints running the table with Teddy Bridgewater, and everything is perfect. This is why we wait all freaking off season for the Saints to play games. This is why we invest way too much time, emotion, money, energy into the stupid sport, because we want things like today, and we got it. And just bask in the glow all day at work, and we will see you tonight, Monday, 9 o'clock, bright and early, for the big show. Until then, see you then.